caros ouvintes, bem-vindos, welcome to another podcast, podcast 24, Portuguese with Carla, podcast 24. My name is Carla and... E eu sou o Marlon. Yes, the hubby. Yes. It's interesting. My name does have a little diacritic. M-A. Right. The diacritic. No, just explain it. <laughs> yes, okay, uh, go ahead. M-A-R-L-O-N. Mm. And yet most Portuguese call me Marlon. Marlon. Even I do. Yes. But what should I say? It should be Marlon. Whatever. Which sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, you're good. Okay, So yes. this is podcast 24, as Carla yes. said. Yes. ptwithcarl.com slash podcast 24. Um, if you want all the, the dialogue and all the goodies that come along with the podcast. Um, mm. Good. So, Carla, we, we, um, do you want to introduce the uh, uh, guest today? Or yes, do you wanna... because we have a special guest. And this is actually double special. Because yeah, this we've never guest had this before. is English. <laughs> and like we mentioned before, this is uh, my uh, brother's girlfriend, uh, Natalie. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Natalie has a bit of a husky, husky. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. <laughs> husky voice. Yeah, sounds rather sexy today. Uh, <laughs> she's got what is it, laryn? Yeah, laryngitis. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately for her, we chose today to do this yeah. podcast with her. But uh, I'm sure she'll be fine. Well, so we hope. I'll give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just to explain the scene, last week we were checking in, which we did. We're now on the plane. We're flying uh, mid-flights and I get a bit peckish. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be tricky because we only, we only have the one microphone for the both of you. That's so fine. Yeah. I don't have many lines. So yeah. As possible. Yeah. But uh, Natalie will play a um, stewardess. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll um, sort Marlon out for some food. Um, yes. So, yeah. Should we just make a start? Yes, I will put some back. By the way, I recorded this background noise myself. Ah. I was on the plane with my... Yeah. yeah. I can't Good. say I'm impressed because I can't hear it right now. But uh, You will. You will. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, let me put the sound. Epa, estou cheio de fome. Se não tivesses sido forreta, estávamos agora a viajar com a TAP e tinhas comida de borla. Mas também não deve ser assim tão caro. Tens aí trocos? Por acaso até tenho. Deixa cá ver. Olha, tenho 3,5 euros. Hum, deve chegar. Hello, good afternoon, sir. Can I help? O que é que ela disse? Sei lá. Qualquer coisa de canela. Não, menina. Eu não quero nada doce. O que eu queria era uma sandes de torresmos ou uma bela de uma bifana. Ah, português. Só temos sandes mista. Pronto, está bem. E quanto é? Três euros e cinquenta centimos. Ah, é mesmo a conta? Well, there you go. First try. That was excellent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> very good. There's Thank much you to very be much. There's much to be said about writing things phonetically because uh, you've never read Portuguese before. <laughs> no, yeah. So just writing it phonetically is always helpful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I always do tell the students and everyone really, you should, if you hear a Portuguese word, you're not sure how to pronounce it, you don't think you will remember it by the way it looks, you should write the phonetics um, for it because uh, it's it's very helpful as you, as you could see. That was pretty good. Yeah. Good. So right. before we explain, we should um, or go through the uh, pronunciation and everything else. Thank we should say goodbye to Natalie. The guest, yeah. Thank, Muito obrigada. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank okay. you. It's been a pleasure. All right. Okay. So we'll see you next time. Maybe. <laughs> okay, Marlon, let's translate this whole dialogue into English then. And I think you start. All right. Oh boy, I'm really hungry. If you hadn't been a cheapskate, we would have been traveling with Tap right now and you would have had food for free. Yeah, but it shouldn't be that expensive. Do you have any change? As a matter of fact, I do. Let me see. Ah, look, I have three euros fifty cents. That should be enough. Hello, good afternoon, sir. Can I help? What did she say? I don't know, something of cinnamon. Uh, no, miss. I don't want anything sweet. What I would really like is a uh, pork crackling sandwich or a pork steak sandwich. A good one. A really good one, yes. Uh, we only have um, ham and cheese sandwiches. Okay, then. How much is it? €3.50. Cents. Ah, é mesmo a conta. Good. So, I guess you'll translate that later. Mm-hmm. It's one of those special moments we have in our podcasts. So Very that special. will be right yeah. at the end. Okay, good. Um, so, let me start by translating my first sentence. Epa, estou cheio de fome. So no doubt you've come across the epa before. Very useful and um, sort of little Portuguese word that we use just to um, put out some emotion there. In this case, epa. It, I'm really hungry. Estou cheio de fome. So um, just, again, injecting some emotion into that sentence. Estou cheio de fome. I'm full of hunger. That's how we say in Portuguese that we're really hungry. So, hunger, fome. Fome. Not fome. Fome. Okay. I'm overemphasizing. Huh? Yes, you are. <laughs> so, sorry, fome. go ahead. Cheio de. Cheio de. Full of. Cheio de fome. Estou cheio de fome. Notice how this happens with most, if not all, probably not all, because there's always exceptions. But whenever a word starts with ES, uh, you should really officially, you should be reading estou or ish. Estávamos, as the next line will we'll demonstrate. But most Portuguese people will not say the E, they will just do the SH sound. So instead of being estou, it's more like estou. Okay, that's more colloquial, that's more, um, what's the word I mix? I don't know, but we do go as far as actually dropping the S sometimes, particularly with this On this particular this one, yeah. Tu, tu cheio de fome. But in a lot of words that starts with ES, they do just say the S-H Sh- yeah. Escolha, escola, estômago, yeah. etc. Okay, so the whole sentence then, epa, estou cheio de fome. Estou cheio de fome. Okay. Okay, so I say, se não tivesses sido forreta, and here I'm using the imperfect past of the subjunctive conjunctive. Wow, um, that just went over my head. Okay, no, well, you know, guys, it's something that I uh, don't really like to focus too much, but uh, eventually we all need to uh, look into uh, what this means. But anyway, se não tivesses sido forreta, if you hadn't uh, been a cheapskate, 
Se não tivesses, se não tivesses sido forreta. So, sido is your verbo or the verb ser in the past participle. Been. Se não tivesses sido forreta. And again, outra vez. Se não tivesses sido forreta. Forreta. Har ar. Don't be afraid of going hard on it, okay? With the, with the back of your throat. Sometimes I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, but that doesn't sound right. To us it does. What doesn't sound right is if you say forreta, okay? So do go hard on it, forreta, if you're able to. Se não tivesses sido forreta, estávamos agora a viajar com a TAP. We would be now traveling with a tap. Estávamos is not actually conditional, would be. It's actually imperfect uh, past. But um, oftentimes the Portuguese European uh, use the imperfect past as an equivalent of the conditional. We do have a conditional and that would have been estaríamos agora a viajar com a tap. So they're both uh, correct, but we do tend to use the imperfect past. Estávamos. Estávamos. Estávamos agora. Quicker now. Estávamos agora. So that S from estávamos sounds like a Z when you say the word agora um, together with the first word. Estávamos agora a viajar. A viajar is your ing form in English. Traveling. Just stick an A in front of the uh, infinitive. A viajar com a tap. Estávamos agora a viajar com a TAP. TAP being uh, transportes aéreos portugueses. So, Portuguese é uh, transportes. TAP. Basically, Portuguese Airlines. Yeah. E tinhas comida de borla. And you would have... Again, would have conditional, we, we could say terias, that's our uh, actual conditional, but again, we're using the imperfect past. E tinhas comida. E tinhas comida de borla. For free. De borla. We same have so as, many words for free, don't we? Same as gratis, de graça. De graça, yeah. Yeah, de graça, gratis e de borla, não é? I can't think of anyone at the moment. I'm sure no. there's more, though. Forreta, though. Uh, remember, we, we did teach them. Uh, were you Mount guys? Mount Vaca. Ah. Is that, I'm sorry, did I spoil it for you? Were yeah, you so trying I was to? just going to do a game to see if they could <laughs> Mount Vaca. Yeah, hand or cow's hand. Tight-fisted, yeah. cheap. Okay. I finished, but I can go, I can say my whole line again. Se não tivesse sido forreta... Estávamos agora a viajar com a TAP e tinhas comida de borla. Ok, you go ahead now. Ok, mas também não deve ser assim tão caro. But it shouldn't be that expensive. Do you have any change? So let's start with a little question there, Carla. 
tens aí trocos, so trocos, uh, tro trocos meaning just a change for something, ok? Spare change. Trocos. Uhum. Or change. Uhum. You have any coins really good have said. Moedas. Trocos. Tens aí, aí meaning there with you, tens aí trocos. Tens aí trocos. Ok. Then I say, um, mas também não deve ser assim tão caro. Assim tão caro. Assim tão caro. All that expensive. Caro. Tão caro. Assim tão caro. It shouldn't be. Não deve ser. Deve ser. Não deve ser. Não deve ser assim tão caro. Got it? And just the beginning there. Mas também. Here, também in the dictionary you'll learn it as being also. Okay. As well. Too. It has quite a few... Um, Meanings. In this case, um, what would you say the more exact meaning for também is there? Or what is it doing there? Mas também não deve ser assim tão caro. Mm. Not really doing them. <laughs> it's not doing anything there when you translate it into English. Mas não deve ser assim tão caro. With, think, that, with or without it doesn't make much of a difference. No, I it? think it's again one of those words that you just put um, just to say, okay, but it, it, it shouldn't be that expensive. So yeah, almost like a feeling of... Okay, but... Yeah, you're trying to justify yourself because yes. you were a cheapskate uh, with, you know, the um, airlines we, we chose to, to fly with. Then uh, you feel like that tambang is sort of softening it a little bit. Oh, but, you know, as well, it shouldn't really be that expensive. Yeah, so it, it joins itself to the, to the feeling or the, the meaning of the word mush, which is but. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, there we go. Another one of those uh, pragmatic words that we've been talking about. Mas também não deve ser assim tão caro. Sorry, let me say that a bit slow so you can follow me. Mas também não deve ser assim tão caro. Tens aí trocos? Ok. Yeah. And then I say, por acaso, até tenho. Por acaso. Por acaso. And again, outra vez, por acaso... Até tenho. And again, por acaso até tenho. I translated this earlier as a matter of fact, I do have. Um, por acaso can also be translated as uh, by chance, by any chance, coincidentally. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, can be, uh, is usually translated as in, in truth, na verdade, na realidade. Uh, which could have been expressions that I could have used in this expression in in this phrase actually. So in this particular sentence, it doesn't sound right to me to say by chance I do have. So or I, I suppose I could say coincidentally I do have. Um, but I think it sounds better to translate it uh, as as a matter of fact I do. So again, I repeat that phrase por acaso até tenho. Deixa cá ver. Let me see. Deixa cá ver. 
you can um, say deixa ver ou deixa-me ver deixa-me ver in this case deixa cá ver olha, tenho 3 euros e meio look, I have 3 and a half euros ou 3, 3 euros and 50 cents 3 euros e meio 3 euros e meio. Olha, tenho 3 euros e meio. Ok, so me, um, ignorantly confident of how cheap things are in an airplane, food that is, I say Hopefully. it should be enough. Mm -hmm. Deve chegar. Chegar coming from the verb, well, it is the infinitive of the verb. To arrive. Um, to arrive. But here can also mean... Um, yeah, it, could, it must arrive to, it yeah. must get to. You yeah, can, that's sort of the, the connection. Should be enough to reach um, mm. the amount that they require. Dev chegar. Dev is like from the should, mm -hmm. the ver to. Judy. Yeah. Dev chegar. Okay. So this line shouldn't need any translation. Okay. She said it in yes. English. Hello, good afternoon, sir. Can I help? Okay. Now in this um, in this series, me and Carla, or I guess Susanna and João, are um, fictional names. Uh, we do not speak any English apparently, so I have no idea what she just said. And so I go to Carla. What does she say? Ukiek ela disse. There's the ukiek, the what. Let it flow a bit better. Ukiek. I know. I'm just. I'm stopping it. That's obviously not how we say it. But so I. The way I said it was more like ukiek. I think he said ukiek. Kekeladis. Kekeladis. Sometimes we even miss out the first O, don't we? It's incredible how we how much he still put all of that. Yeah. <laughs> this is why people struggle sometimes and they complain. Why do we do this? Yeah, why? Uh, why but I think it does happen in, you know, in most languages, if not all of them, really. And people don't realize because it's their own language until they actually start looking into the way we speak. Oftentimes, our friends say that English in general do not actually speak um, correct English or proper English. Sometimes they say that we speak better than uh, some English themselves because they miss out uh, letters and, yeah. and words. And but I'm, I've always been of the opinion that a language is what is spoken in the vernacular in the mm. real life. So mm. you can't, I mean, you, you, as you say, sorry, I'm stuttering here. People do say, oh, you don't speak the correct English. But the correct English is whatever English is being spoken now. You, it's like the whom argument, the thy argument. It's no longer used, so it's no longer the correct English. But as you say, language does change. And normally the evolution of languages that you see all around the world is you want to save uh, yourself you want to save your your lips from saying more than what you need and this is why i'm still surprised we're getting lazy i think we're just getting lazier well, and lazier yeah. as time goes by it's but true it, with everything don't you think <laughs> anyway this is another philosophical <laughs> yes another discussion but anyway it's still interesting that we say when we could have just say i guess we do mm. just we write the old-fashioned way so let's try and say that first in as uh, as it is in written form and then in a more vernacular way. So, o que é que? O que é que? 
And now the way I probably said it, I can't remember now. Kick. Ukek. Ukek. Did you even say the you? I don't know. Kick. Okay. <laughs> que ela disse? Ela disse. Ela disse. And the whole thing. O que é que ela disse? There's different versions. I, yeah. Any of those would be understood. O que é que, que é que... Yeah. Anyway, it goes on and on. Sei lá. Oh, that's what you said. Sorry. Yes, I don't know. I mean, eu não sei. That's the way we should really translate I don't An know. Yeah. yeah, actually. Sei lá. I know there. There where? <laughs> where I can't reach because exactly. I have Maybe no that's, idea. That's the idea, yeah. I suppose. As we were writing these, these dialogues, um, well, actually, we wrote this last night while driving back home. We write this as if a conversation that we feel we would have. We don't try and sort of think too much about it. But when we actually analyze it, it's really interesting, the stuff that comes yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. Sei lá. Sei lá. Qualquer coisa, something, and qualquer coisa, I think it can also mean anything. No? Qualquer coisa, anything. Yeah. Uh, in this case, something. Qualquer coisa, qualquer. Notice how you have the Q-U-A in the first part of the word, and then you have Q-U-E. So Q-U-A, you pronounce the U, but with Q-U-E, you do not pronounce the U. And again, as any rule, you will have exceptions. But in this case, you say qual quer. Which literally means which want. Qual quer. Well, if it was to if you were to split you into different words. words yeah. yeah. Qualquer coisa de canela. Something of canela, cinnamon. I guess we should explain why you said that. Yeah. Because the lady... Yeah. Can I help? Can, can I help? help? So if somebody doesn't speak in, uh, any English, you might think... She said canela. Canela. Well, that's the closest word we could find, isn't that's it? The, yeah. <laughs> we tried to make a joke there. I don't know if it worked, but anyway. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, sei lá. Qualquer coisa de canela. Okay, Marlon? Okay, so I say, não menina, eu não quero nada doce. O que eu queria era uma sandes de torresmos ou uma bela de uma bifana. Now, this would be a hard one to translate um, if you, uh, well, if you're learning Portuguese, but we'll explain it to you. Não menina. Menina means girl, but can also mean, like we translated, miss, or it's a polite way of referring or uh, addressing someone, perhaps a young lady that you do not know. No, menina. No, menina. No, miss. Mm. So she would be a young woman, wouldn't she? Because if she was an older lady, you probably would say, senhora. No, minha senhora. Yeah. Minha senhora. My lady. Eu Married. não quero nada doce. I don't want anything sweet, because obviously uh, cinnamon is normally associated with something sweet. Nada doce. Nada doce. Eu não quero, I do not want. Eu não quero, eu não quero nada doce. And whole sentence, não menina, eu não quero nada doce. O que eu queria, 
They're using, Carl has just been referring to this, the imperfect past. Interesting, I didn't know that English has an imperfect past for some circumstances, like um, used to. I used to play football. Okay, yes. That's that's the imperfect past that sometimes is used. Mm. It's become a grammar because originally, I was reading about this the other day, originally they um, they used to use it. used to that would be a something that somebody would do on a regular basis in the past like a habit mm. he used to but if you think about it nobody would use it today as a um for example uh, when i was young um i used to love sweets you would never say that no the ver- the, the grammar is used to right Used to. Used to. The, the way you say it. Oh, is, the way you pronounce it. Used you, to. Even though you write it as used to, it became a grammar as in used to. Does okay. that make any sense? Yeah. Okay. So that's the Just in pronunciation past. then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the imperfect past used to, um, but also another equivalent, or which would be the same as used to, is when you say was going was doing so you have the verb to be in the past and you have the second verb in the ing form like your past continuous is because it's something that you used to do continuously in the past that's the equivalent of your uh, imperfect past in portuguese which can also be said like you just said used to yeah does that make sense yeah yeah but it's interesting how I, i've never thought of english as having an imperfect past but it is there hidden away people use it they just don't know that they're using it um, and again, where, where did you read this or where did you listen I was, to this? Actually, um, what's his name? It's um, John McWhorter. It's, it's an, um, a famous linguist mm. and he, he just uh, wrote a book recently called Words on the Move, mm-hmm. all about when people speak of, um, for example, the use of the word literal. A lot of people complain that that's not the, the meaning of the word literal. Uh, when people say, oh, I was literally dying. Because um, you weren't argues, literally dying. He just argues that really that's you shouldn't be surprised and you shouldn't complain because words and language change. It's a really interesting book, anyway. Yeah. Um, so he, he taught that used to is now imperfect past. Is that what? Yes. He, he went through the history of what used and to. And he defined it as. Uh, yeah. It, it became even though in the um, earlier uh, it was used as um, a verb uh, over time that verb became a piece of grammar. It's a, I can't explain it as well. Okay, but, so yeah. but it's like the future. When you do the, the formal future in Portuguese, will do, will sing, will whatever, then you have that used to sing, used to do, used to, and yes. is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. So it's still quite s- simple or easy to do. Yeah, it, it is, yeah. In comparison. Okay. If you have no interest in linguistics, you have just spent... Wasted. Wasted. Three minutes of your life. Sorry about anyway, that. Anyway, okay. what I wanted was a sense of torresmos. Interesting, I love that word. Torresmos. Or a bella de uma bifana. Okay, at least one of these things you should memorize. What I wanted was a sense torresmos. Or a bella de uma bifana. So let's start by, uh, or from the end. Bifana. Bifana. Bifana is a pork steak, uh, but often people refer to B 
be funner as a pork steak sandwich. So the whole thing uh, refers to the sandwich. Um, be funner, duma be funner, uma bela, a really good, uma bela, duma be funner. It's an interesting way of putting it, but that's how I would say it, and that's how people would say it. Uma bela, duma be funner, a really good pork steak sandwich. If you've never tried a bifana, then you should. It's so popular in Portugal that even McDonald's adopted the, what are they called? The Mac, Mac, Mac bifana. Mac. <laughs> and if you go to a place in Portugal called Vendas Novas, that's where you would probably find the best bifanas. And if you can find black pork bifana, those are just amazing. Bifanas do porco preto. Uhum. Uma bela duma bifana. And before that, I speak of a sandes de torresmos. What is that? Torresmos is pork crackling. Uhum. I know you, you probably won't think of that inside a piece of bread, but yes, they do do that, and it's nice. Uma sandes de torresmos. Uma sandes. Uma sandes. De torresmos. Pork crackling. O que eu queria... Queria... O que eu queria... Another fast way. O que eu queria... So let's make it a bit longer now. O que eu queria era uma sandes de torresmos. Ou uma bela de uma bifana. Obviously, I have no idea what sort of food is served in an airplane. But there we go. Carla. Okay. Or do you want me to do the next bit? Because it's her anyway. Uh, where are we? No, I, I guess you go because my line okay. uh, is coming up yeah. after that. Okay, so um, I just wanted to mention this Duma, uh, uma bela Duma bifan. It's a contraction, isn't it, We're between D and Uma, of, of one pork steak um, sandwich. So sometimes you will see uh, these two words not being contracted. You will say D, Uma, D, Um, and in a plural, D, Umas, D, Uns. Uh, there's a, a grammar reason behind it. And uh, they do, well, you know, we're not advised to contract it if the preposition de is uh, referring to um, some verb. But in this case, there's no verb. It's referring to the actual noun, which is the sandwich, bifana. Probably didn't make any sense. But just so you know and you are aware that sometimes there's no contraction. Um, but in this case, there was duma bifana. Um, okay, so the next line. I so feel she, we're doing quite a lot more grammar in this. That podcast. is true. Yeah, just a, a little reference for yeah, those yeah. who like it. Anyway, so uh, so she realizes that we're Portuguese and we do not speak um, English. So she just, under her breath, she just says something. Oh, Portuguese. Uh, so she then says, "We only have a um, a mixed sandwich, a um, ham and cheese." So in Portugal, when we say mista. Tosta mista, sanj mista, we mean uh, both ham and cheese, fiamber e queijo. Okay, so she says, only we have a sandwich, um, 
ham and cheese, literally. Só temos, só temos, sandwich mista. Só temos sandwich mista. E mais uma vez, once again, só temos sandwich mista. Okay, sandwich is one of those words, I mean, it's, it's like, we can say sandwich. It's not very common, really. Is it more the Brazilians that say it that way, maybe? I think so. So, sandwich uh, is one of those words like sheep. One sheep, two sheep. So, plural and singular, it's the same word. Uma sandwich, duas sandwich. Yes, interesting that, yeah. Okay. All right, then I say, pronto, está bem, quanto é? So, pronto, está bem. So, the whole thing is really meaning, okay, then. Pronto, está bem. Pronto, está bem. E quanto é? And how much is it? E quanto é? And just by chance... 3 euros e 50 centimos. 3 euros e meio. 3 euros 50 cents. 3 euros e 50 centimos. 3 euros. Sounds like 3 because of the S from 3 being joined with the word euros. 3 euros. If we were to say 13 euros, I would say 13 euros. 13 euros. I think they would pronounce the E from tres at the end as an I. Treze euros. Rather than tres euros. Because tres euros is more though. of a three. Yeah, And it's I've very seen slight. Get confused with that. Yeah, even the, the Portuguese, even yes. amongst ourselves, we can uh, stumble upon that. So you just say tres ou tres. And then they just say the number. Um, and it, it should be clear. If they need to say one and three or use their fingers to, you know, um, to sort of convey the exact meaning of the number they're saying, they might do. So in this case, tres euros e cinquenta. Cinquenta. You see? One exception there. C-I-N-Q-U-E-N-T-A. You shouldn't ah. really be pronouncing the, the U. Should be cinquenta. Cinquenta. But... We do. I wonder if there's a rule for that. Cinquenta. I know. I don't know if this is Brazilian, but I have seen the number 50, cinquenta, and other exceptions with the two dots over the U. Yes, I've seen that started to appear in Portuguese text. Oh, really? European Portuguese or? I think uh, it's. I, I think it's Brazilian Portuguese because we don't have that diacritic. In, somebody in, uh, did tell me what that was called. Anyway, you see it in other languages. I think German, German has it, yeah. Um, and that means that you must pronounce that U if you have that accent over the U. That's all. Yeah. But um, usually in, in Portuguese European texts, you, will, you won't see that. You just have to know. 50. So, 3 euros e 50 centimos. Good. And then, because it's exactly the amount, you use the expression color, é mesmo a conta. That's right. So, this is one of the not in a textbook Words or um, idiomatic expressions. So let's go through it. Ser mesmo a conta. Literal meaning. To be really to the bill. The colloquial meaning. When something is exactly what is needed or just about enough to reach a particular goal or threshold. An equivalent expression in English. Just enough or just right. Let's put it in context. 
Aquele buraco é mesmo à conta para lá passar o rato. Let me translate. That hole is just right for the mouse to go through. Hey, good timing again. Hmm. And that is the end of... A podcast 24. 24. Yes. Good, or at least the dialogue. Yes. Um, Now... Marlon, you have written a, uh, another article for us. Would you like to tell us a little about I it? I was trying to bring it up here. Oh, there we go. Uh, we have, we've actually talked about this in the podcast, uh, or at least a passing comment or two about the importance of repetition. Yes, I remember. And the thing is, repetition is great. Everybody knows that. But there's a way of using repetition. And there's actually a way that you could use repetition and be wasting your time. So the whole article is about telling you how should you use repetition. In your favor. Yes, in the best uh, way, so that to use not to waste time. And it gives you a, a few hints as to how quickly f we forget uh, stuff as well. Um, and then we make a, a practical application. Um, Actually, we make four practical applications or four tips that you can use, both to do with our flashcards. Um, some people don't know, but every podcast that we release, we have the flashcards uh, that you can use along with it for all the vocabulary uh, that we might have come across in the dialogue. And you could use the, the app, Quizlet app, to go through it. But I just go through it with a bit more time. Um, so that's entitled Repetition Good for European Portuguese Learning. It depends. So if you want to go to our blog, ptwoodcolor.com slash blog, then you will find that and many other articles as well as all of um, the podcasts. Yeah. I mean, that article is also has also been posted on uh, our Facebook page, um, Portuguese with Carla. Um, so if it's... And Twitter. If, if Yeah. So if you're uh, on these uh, social networks and you find it easier to, uh, to go there. I think that's the last post that we have at the moment yeah, so if you are top. listening to this right now or in the next few days uh, that should be the last post if not it might be just a second to last because this podcast will be the last one yes good well do you want to say anything else come before we wrap up and no, put the uh, this and is it yeah just put the jingle on and let's say goodbye okay all righty see you later bye, -bye. Até a próxima. ciao